Hello, and welcome to the Economic and Market Watch podcast. This is John Suter of CFC. You can already write off the stock market for the remainder of 2022. It's going to get worse before it gets better. The U.S. has suffered through 29 bear markets since the 1930s, and 2022 is more than likely going to be the 30th. However, what about next year, 2023? As the world economy suffers from slower GDP growth and high inflation, consensus is building around the notion that 2023 corporate earning expectations are too high, having been slow to adjust to the formidable headwinds underway. Remember that you cannot just focus on what the U.S. is doing because nearly 50% of the S&P earnings originate overseas, so keeping the U.S. out of recession is important, but keeping the world from diving into recession is just as important. In the stock market, earnings are everything. Downward revisions and expectations appear certain. The question remains, by how much? In the months ahead, economists believe the S&P 2023 corporate earnings will face several downward revisions due to the following. Number one, declining nominal GDP growth, predominantly from the two biggest economies, the United States and China, which represent 45% of world GDP. Rising funding costs due to tightening monetary policy here in the U.S. as well as abroad. Did you know that 60% of central banks are raising interest rates? Why? Quite simply because the inflation genie is out and about and it's going to be very difficult to corral her back in the bottle. So far this year in the United States, the Fed has raised the overnight federal funds rate five times, 25 basis points in March, 50 basis points in May, 75 basis points in June, July, and September, and unfortunately, they are not done. Financial markets anticipate another 75 basis points in November. Right now, economists are forecasting the overnight federal funds rate to top out at 4.6% by year-end 2023. Higher labor and input costs. Due to the tight labor market and continuing supply chain issues, businesses will have to continue to deal with these types of rising costs of production. And lastly, what Sam talked about last week, the impact of the mighty U.S. dollar. The dollar has been strong in the past, most notably in the 1970s due to the same thing, aggressive monetary policy and large fiscal stimulus spending. The Federal Reserve is basically telling the rest of the world it's our currency and your problem. A strong dollar helps keep import inflation tapped down in the U.S., which is exactly what the Fed wants. While that is not very encouraging news to investors, there is a positive side to the dim outlook. Of the 29 bear markets that have occurred since the 1930s, 80% of the time, the claws of the bear have retracted within 18 months and turned from red to black, with a positive return ranging from 17 to 18%. While that's not a guarantee, the best advice is to simply not panic. That's the worst thing you can do, especially when others are. So hang in there and don't attempt to perform open-heart surgery on your sound financial investment plan. There is sunlight at the end of the dark tunnel. That's it for the day. Don't miss next week because I'll be attempting to weave in Paul Simon's song, 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover, and where college graduates end up in terms of working after graduation. Thank you for listening, and be sure to download the Economic and Market Watch dashboard.